All right, what's going on, everyone? It's a big day. Everyone get ready. Because today, ladies and gentlemen, is Game Pass Marathon Saturday. Today, this is also the pre-stream podcast, just so you know, which is part of the marathon. But I welcome you here to a fun marathon event. As we're just getting things started, people are just starting to file in. Today is Saturday, the 12th of February, 2022. <laughs> welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How you doing? I hope you're doing well. Hope you're ready for some variety and some fun today, because today is very different from what I usually do. As you know, my usual day of streaming entails a pre-stream podcast, followed by a three-plus-hour session of gameplay of one game. Then I take a break as I upload that footage, and then I come back for about a two-hour late-night stream of a completely different game for variety purposes. But today, today it's different, because last month you guys rallied and supported this channel. Here on YouTube, we hit a member's goal reward, and that reward was today's marathon. So what does that entail, and what's going to happen today? Because I'm getting all kinds of questions in the stream chat, so allow me to answer them as best I possibly can, okay? So today's stream will not be two separate streams like I usually do. Today will be one continuous stream. Will there be breaks? Yes. Will there be different segments to break it up? Absolutely. But... It will be one ongoing stream. Okay? So how's that going to happen? We're going to do pre-stream podcast right now where I'll lay down the rules for the show. We'll talk about the different segments that are going to happen. I actually have some really interesting news stories, four of them, to talk about today on the pre-stream podcast. Okay? Once all that's said and done, then we're going to start up with games. Now, you guys have been voting all week long on the games that would be played during today's Game Pass Marathon. We'll actually do a poll to determine which game you guys want to see first a little bit later on in this podcast, okay? So the live viewers will determine uh, what game we play first. Now, how long are we going to be playing said games? How many games will we be playing? And what games will we be playing? We're going to talk about what games in just a second as we actually live go and look at your poll results. But the way it goes is as follows. We boot up a game, we start playing, we have some fun. If the game is working out well and you guys are liking it and I'm having a good time... Then we play it a little longer. If we play it for like, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour, and it's kind of starting to get a little slow, a little boring, or maybe we just feel like mixing it up and doing something different, we have the ability to do that. That's the cool thing about these marathons is that they're flexible. We have so many options of games to play, it doesn't matter if one ends up being slow or kind of boring, we can move on to another or move on to another. And I like that about it. We get variety, but we can keep it moving. We have it be fresh, right? <clears throat> And the other good thing about this is we have backup games too. It's not just like, oh, there was only three games. No, there's like three main games we're absolutely playing. Then we have backup games that we're going to have on deck in case we get through those other games more quickly and we have extra time near the end of the marathon. We can play some other games too. And we'll talk about that in a moment because, man, the poll results certainly did not turn out the way that they looked like they were going to turn out all week. I think a few, quite a few people waited until the absolute last minute to vote and kind of flipped some of the poll results on their head which we'll talk about in just a little bit, okay? Pretty cool. <clears throat> now, also, <clears throat> not only is this marathon about gaming, but it's also about a fun meal. That's right, Feasting with the King, the show where I try out some kind of a cuisine live right here on stream and share a whole meal with you guys will take place during this marathon. Some people have already asked me roughly what time will that be? Eh, you know, typically 
I eat dinner anywhere between 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific time. So we'll probably order the food for delivery around maybe like 4.30-ish. And it's funny because we've done this multiple times before. Sometimes the food ends up showing up early, like before 4 p.m. And other times the food gets held up, like during the Christmas marathon we did, it showed up almost an hour late. So there's really no way of telling when you're ordering food delivery when it's going to show up. Uh, <laughs> I guess we're going to have to figure it out. Okay, we'll just see. We'll play it by... This other thing. It's a marathon. Play it by ear. Adjust on the fly. It's all good. It's a chill vibe. It's a fun vibe. It's not about, oh, a strict schedule we have to adhere to or anything like that. Okay? What will I be ordering for food? You're going to find out in a moment because we're going to do it live together here on the Pre-Stream Podcast. We're going to order the meal. Which is really cool that we're going to do that. I'm excited for that. That we're going to be trying. What cuisine? Well, we're going to check the results. But the results are in. And I know exactly what we're ordering from as well. So, very exciting today. Games you guys chose. Food you already chose. The cuisine type. We're going to order live. This is going to be a really exciting day. Okay? Now, how long will this marathon be? Typically, my marathons start right now. And they'll run all the way till say, maybe 7, 8 p.m. Pacific time, depending. So the stream usually runs around 8, 9, 10 hours, depending on how things go. Um, then at the end of the marathon, I upload all the footage to DSP Gaming. Ridiculous amount of footage all at once, okay? Uh, tomorrow, things get back to normal. Tomorrow, we get back to regularly scheduled streams. First stream will be Dying Light 2. Second stream will be Skyrim. I'm off from streaming on Monday, but when I return on Tuesday, first stream will be Endgame of Sifu, because we're going to beat the fourth boss and head on to the fifth and final world. The night night stream will be Pokemon Legends Arceus. And then Tuesday will be more Dying Light 2 and more Skyrim. Thursday, the entire day, is the premiere of King of Fighters 15, new fighting game. I'll be doing offline content, online content, all kinds of variety of stuff that day. And then on Friday, another full day, premiere of Horizon Forbidden West, and I'll be playing that all day long. We've got a crazy fun new release week coming up. I cannot wait for this coming week. It's going to be really exciting. Okay? <clears throat> okay. So, you got the premise going. You know exactly what we're doing today. But, there's still some questions that remain unanswered. For example, during my live streams, typically, I have what's called a tips goal that runs. And this way this tips goal works is when we hit certain milestones of funding on a stream, I do a reward for you guys. If we raise $50 in tips, I put on a pair of gunner glasses. If we raise $100 in tips, typically, you guys will vote. For a hat that I'll wear on said stream. And I have a variety of silly hats. Including a Pikachu hat from Pokemon. A Viking hat. Uh, a pilot's hat. A cowboy hat. All kinds of fun stuff. By the way, I just saw that happen. You guys saw that, right? The, the white balance. Let me fix that quick. Because that white balance bothers me. There we go. Now it'll stop doing that. Okay, good. Um, and then, on the... Oh, excuse me. I was talking about tips and rewards goals. Then the final reward tier that I usually do on any given stream is $150, which is a stretch goal. We don't always hit it. And if we hit $150 of funding on a stream, I usually put on a vest for you guys. You guys will vote. All right. And we'll determine what vest to wear. Now, here's the thing. Typically, that's per stream, and I do two streams a day. Today, I'm only doing one marathon stream. So does that mean I'm changing everything? No. At $50 raised, it's still gunner glasses. At $100, you still get a hat. And $150, you still get a vest. But, since this is only one stream for the day, essentially my goals are kind of doubled. I'm trying to raise around $300 in tips today, if I can, over the course of this entire stream, which gives a lot of time to reach it. Um, so what are we going to do then for higher tier tips goals? The way I see it is thus. 
If we raise $150 in tips, we'll put on the vest, the hat, everything, right? Then, what we'll do, as we get further on in the marathon, if we can raise more than that, like let's say we raise $250, all right? Then, you guys will get to vote on a different hat, and we'll have a hat switch at some point later on in the marathon when we hit that. And then if we hit the full 300, we could do a double another vest poll and we'll have another vest added to the mix for variety's sake. So it's very possible, like, within the first two, three games we play today, oh, I'm wearing a hat and a vest, and then we switch it up for the second half of the marathon, okay? Yeah, I know, it's not super original or anything, but it's better than nothing. You know, I'm doing a marathon, and I don't want to change, I don't want to change or move the goalpost. I think it would be unfair for me to be like, Oh, because I'm only doing one stream today. Now we need to raise double what I usually do to give you a reward. I think that's stupid and that would be unfair. So I kind of just want to do something on the fly a little bit different. All right. Now, someone might say, well, what happens if you hit the $300 right away? Well, then right away we'll have a hat and a vest. And then halfway through the marathon, we'll do a hat and a vest switch. There you go. <clears throat> Can I stack the hats for double hat action? Yes, but I'm not going to do that the whole stream. Maybe I'll do it for like a few minutes, just to be stupid. Okay, so that's the deal. And yes, obviously, guys, I'm a crowdfunded individual. You know recently, if you haven't noticed, I don't talk about it that much. But your support's been great. I really appreciate those who've been coming out and supporting the streams. That's why I don't have to really mention it that much, because the support's been good. Thank you for that ongoing level of support. Today, raising the tips goals would be very important to be able to not only afford things coming up like bills, my day off on Monday where I'm going to try to spend some time with my wife on Valentine's Day, but also the cost of games. This week alone, we got two new ones. The week after, we got Elden Ring. March is actually also a very game-heavy release month. So, tips would definitely help with that. So, please, in advance, if anyone's going to contribute today, tips would help tremendously. Now, one other thing to mention. <clears throat> the member's goal. We have a member's goal of 400 members for this month. Okay, what happens if we hit 400 members on the channel? We're going to be doing the return of the Viewer's Choice event. What does that mean? Viewers, you guys, are going to nominate and vote on a game that I'm going to do a full playthrough of live here on my streams and, of course, on demand on YouTube. Previously, games have been all over the place for Viewer's Choice events. Games such as Crash Bandicoot, Super Mario Sunshine, juxtapose that with games like Persona 3 or the Yakuza series, uh, recently, last year, game franchises that we ch we delved in, Danganronpa V3, Divinity 2, and Fallout New Vegas. So, there's been some crazy different games selected for Viewer's Choice playthroughs over the years. In this case, there will be some qualifying criteria. No, I'm not going to play a 100-hour game. It's ridiculous. These playthroughs I've been doing are so long, and I'm already playing Skyrim. So, this will have to be like a shorter game. But outside of that, you know, the sky's the limit. For So, I'm very curious to see what people would be interested in when it turns into a full playthrough uh, moving forward, and you guys have the power to choose. So, uh, that's what it is. Now, our record for members on this channel is 366. We hit that yesterday, okay? Today we dropped one. So, someone didn't renew their membership. That's very very upsetting. And I'm coming for you, whoever you are. I'm going to find you. No, I'm just kidding. It would be great if we could at least rematch that level today, if not hit a new record today. I mean, we're only two away from hitting a new record. So, if you're not a member, consider becoming a member. Here's all the benefits you get. Highlight a name in chat and highlight a name in YouTube video comments. Access to all my emotes, both in stream chat and YouTube video comments. A chat crown badge to show how long you've been a supporter. Yes, both on stream and in the YouTube video comments. And <clears throat> you don't have to abide by the slow-mo rules of the chat. You can talk as much as you want here in the stream chat. In addition, for special events, for example, 
I do a bi-monthly Q&A show called Ask the King. Members get massive priority of getting their questions answered on that show. In addition, when I hold special events, like the, the upcoming Viewer's Choice, if we do hit the goal for this month, members get the, the priority to nominate games for said events. So members alone, only a few hundred people, will be nominating a game that will get into the final poll for Viewer's Choice. Okay? So lots of benefits to becoming a member today. Ah, refreshing. Okay. So I think I've covered all the bases. I think I've covered, like, seriously, like, all the stuff here. Let's now get into your results, what you guys have voted for the past several days, so we can announce the games, all right? We can determine what maybe the first game is we're going to play. We can order food. We can do all this, and we can also talk about news stories, okay? Let's look at the results. Here we go. All right. So first of all, let's talk about these game poll results, all right? Because they're very interesting, to say the least. Um, but we kind of have to reassess and have an update on them because of the way that they panned out, all right? And I know some people may be disappointed because I can't please everyone all the time, especially when you have a heated poll like this. First of all, just to let you guys know, some of the most voting I've ever seen on a poll that I put on the Community Tabs page... 1,600 people voted on each of the Marathon game polls, and 1,800 people voted for the type of cuisine for Feasting with the King. That's really some of the biggest response I've ever seen. I think the most I ever had was 2,000, but this is right up there, okay? So thank you to everyone who participated this week in the community polls. I love using these community polls on, on the, the tab, you know, the community tab of the channel page. It seems like I get tons of engagement with these, which is excellent, okay? Now, the funny thing about these polls is, earlier in the week when they went up live on Tuesday, the results were very different. I remember Sirius Sam 4 was big in, in the lead. Um, the Forgotten City's final ending was in first place almost all week. Okay? And all of a sudden, in the last 24 hours, there was a giant influx of voters who had not voted yet. They must have realized, oh shit, it's the last minute to vote. And they came in and started voting. Alright? So, here's the deal. Excuse me. Let me read to you the actual results. And then I'm going to tell you what we're going to definitely be doing today on stream. What's a maybe... And then what I'm, I'm going to tell you we're going to do about the future because with the way that these poll results went, uh, I just, like I said, I can't please everyone. You know what I mean? There's just not possible to please everyone uh, with the way that this stuff went. Okay? All right, so let's talk. First of all, the game that actually has, now has the most votes is the Outer Wilds. Now, Outer Wilds is a game that I didn't even understand what it was. I played it last week during a late night Game Pass stream and my brain exploded. Basically, you are in a spaceship and you're exploring a solar system. Um, there's a bunch of planets you can travel to and each one is completely different, uh, which is neat, I feel. Um, and, uh, you know, there's one that's like an asteroid. There's one that's like a planet full of bad weather. It's pretty crazy. Um, and I think every, every planet's meant to be completely different and have like mysteries and stuff that you can do on each planet. The thing is, the game doesn't really give you guidance, at least from what I see. So I played it, and I had no idea what I was doing. Like, literally, I had no clue where to go or what to do, so I just flubbed it for about an hour. It was fun, don't get me wrong, but I don't have any clue what happened. I'm so confused. 
My, there were puzzles. I didn't understand what I was doing. Things exploded. Uh, I died multiple times, but then I was revived. So it's kind of like Groundhog Day where you get to do whatever you want and you die and come back and do whatever you want again. Um, I don't even know if there's a point to the game or if it's just exploring. It's it's very odd, okay? Now, I guess people were so blown away by how weird the game was, they want to see me try it again today. I'm totally okay with that. The thing is, I don't know how it's going to go because I don't know anything about the game. Again, I don't really know uh, what exactly is happening. Um, it's just confusing, okay? It is. It's confusing. So, hopefully, if you guys know what to do in the game and have ideas, let me know. And maybe we can point me in a direction of something interesting. If not, I could just mess around, okay? Uh, I mean, it seems like that's kind of the point of the game. Alright? And to actually see my reactions to... Whoa, looks like a ginormous tip just came in. I'm actually not looking at the tip's leaderboard right now, because I'm looking at the poll results. Whoever it is that just tipped a ginormous amount, I can't see it. But thank you so very much. I will shout that out in, in a bit, and it looks like we're already going to have some rewards here on the stream just to start, which is excellent. Thank you, whoever that was. I couldn't even see it. Okay, so, Outer Wilds will be played today. Cool. Now, what came in in second place? Uh, <clears throat> that's debatable. Because as of right now, and by the way, the polls, the thing about YouTube polls, I don't understand this, how YouTube didn't figure this out yet. Listen to this. When you create a poll on YouTube, you can't end the poll. All you can do is delete the poll. I can't set a poll and say, hey, I want the poll to end on Saturday morning, 10 a.m. When you create a poll on the community tab, it's just there and it runs forever. And if you delete it, it's gone forever and you can't see the result. I have no idea why it's so primitive and why YouTube hasn't improved that yet. It's pretty stupid, in my opinion, and they should definitely improve this. I mean, every other place I've ever done a poll, I could set a start and end time, but not on YouTube. Figure that one out. But anyway, as of right now, okay, looking at the poll results, all right, we basically have a triple tie for second place, okay? <laughs> Let's talk about that. Quake. Wow. I never suspected Quake would be at the top of poll results. I'm serious. Like, I like Quake. I like Doom. I like Duke Nukem. I like Hexen. I like all those classic... I call them Smash Mouth FPS games from the 90s. They're brutal, right? They're gory. They're also very difficult. <laughs> Fast-paced. Exciting. I love those games. Okay? I absolutely do. I think they're great games. But, that being said, this game's very old. And I played it for about an hour, alright, and I enjoyed it on a Game Pass night when we did it. I did not suspect you guys would want to see it back. I'm serious. I thought people would be like, okay, I saw it's an old game, I get it. No, you guys voted it in. You want to see it today. So we're going to be doing some Quake. Now, here's the problem with this, though. The entire soundtrack of Quake is Nine Inch Nails, the band, okay? So the problem with this is, if the music stays on... The entirety of this stream will get claimed by whoever owns the music rights to Nine Inch Nails. Now, I don't know about you. I'm doing an eight-plus-hour stream. I'd like to make some ad revenue on it. You know what I'm saying? Not a ton. And by the way, no, I don't make a lot of ad revenue on my live streams. I make a little bit. Usually, premiere streams of a big game, I'll make a good amount. But outside of that, I almost make nothing. But I'm doing an eight-hour marathon. So it kind of sucks because 
I'm thinking maybe I should just mute the music. I mean, the music's good. It's not the best. Actually, Quake 2 has better soundtrack, and, and Quake Arena also has a great, a great soundtrack, Quake 3. Um, but it is kind of messed up that I'd be doing a freaking 8-plus-hour stream, and, and basically whoever, whatever company it is that owns the Nine Inch Nails soundtrack would make the money on the stream. It's pretty fucking stupid, isn't it? Um, so I'm thinking we will probably mute the music, and I'm sorry to those who maybe want the music, but... It's stupid that that happens. I mean, here we are, how many years later, and they're still claiming music from a fucking game from the 90s on YouTube. It's preposterous, but they did this when I played the game on the Game Pass stream. They claimed it all. The whole stream and the video and everything. So, uh, <clears throat> that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lower the music volume probably all the way down. So, hopefully, uh, I, we don't get claimed for that, okay? But Quake, hey, I'm excited for Quake. I, it's hard. It's a tough game, but it's fun. Um, also, Tide is I Am Fish. Now, this one really blew my mind. I Am Fish is a game that was the very first Game Pass night stream that I did over a month ago. It's a puzzle action platformer game where you play as fish and you're trying to, to escape your captivity and get to the ocean. I already played the intro segment that was about two hours long starring a goldfish. And now, the next segment I think has a flying fish because each fish is different has different abilities. Um, and that was the next part of the game, and we just never went back to it. People have been asking, hey, when are you going to get back to I Am Fish for over a month? Well, the answer is today. We're playing I Am Fish on stream today. Cool. I know, it made it. Some people are actually very happy about this. They wanted to see it for a long time. Now, here's the other game that triple tied for second place. The Forgotten City, the final ending. Okay? Now, let's talk about this for a second, because actually over the course of this week, I found out way more about this than I knew at first. And in reality, I kind of feel bad right now. Because actually, now that I know what I know about the Forgotten City's final ending, I kind of feel like I should have never put it in these polls. And I will take the blame for that because I didn't do enough research. Okay? So the Forgotten City. It's a great game. It's a, originally was a mod of Skyrim. It's about you getting sucked into a time warp and trying to solve all these mysteries for people stuck in the, a, an ancient Roman city. Where if they do something wrong, all these statues come to life and start killing them all and turning them to gold. It's a very weird game. And apparently, with all these twists and turns, uh, you get all these, these new information about it that apparently people are in the afterlife and all kinds of stuff. I've done three out of the four endings, okay? And the three endings are good, but they're all quite easy to do. Once you find out a little nuance here or there, you do one little part of the plot, you can then do these endings. Um, the fourth and final ending of The Forgotten City I didn't get to. And people have, ever since, like, two weeks ago when I did the first three endings, were like, Phil, when are you going to do it? We want to see you finish the game. It looks really good. We want the ending. Guess what? The final ending is the most convoluted ending because you have to do everything in the game to get it. I'm not kidding. You know how when we were playing, there were all these missions that were showing up as, like, side content? They're not side content. If you want to see the fourth and final ending, you have to do every single mission in the game. And they all kind of lead into each other and loop into each other, right? And because of that, um, sadly, it seems to me it would take way too long for us to really do it in a marathon setting. From two, By the way, shout out to two different people who sent me detailed guides on how to do this ending. Because if they didn't send those guides to me, I probably never would have figured it out, okay? They basically sent me a certain order. You have to do these side missions. 
and then you have to keep looping the days. Remember, it's like Groundhog Day. You keep resetting, looping the day like a roguelike, and then you do a different order and this and that. So basically, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, <clears throat> from wh the way they're explaining it, unless I speed run it, and I really don't care about the dialogue, and I'm rushing through, I don't even see how I could do this in less than like two hours. Seriously, it seems like there's that much to it. And then I don't even know what happens at the end of the game. There might be a bunch of cutscenes and, and dialogue. I have no idea. Okay? So, I feel bad because, I'll be honest with you guys, I should not have put this into the poll. That's my fault. I should have said, hey, if you guys really want to see this, then what we'll do is, I'll promise you, we will do it in the future. We'll actually do a whole stream to make sure I have enough time to do the ending and see the ending and talk about it because it seems like it's going to be a pretty convoluted thing to do. And then also, we might want to have some discussion about it when it's done because it might be a really interesting ending, okay? Um, so I feel bad now because I, I put this in the polls. It tied for second place. But this is not going to fit into our marathon format. It's just not. The point of a marathon is that you can jump from game to game on the fly. If you're having a lot of fun with the game, you keep playing it. If not, you move on. With the Forgotten City, what's the point of us trying to get the final ending if we're not going to get it? But what if it takes like two, three hours and now we've taken up way too much time in the marathon to do it? So I'm going to make a promise to all of you right now, okay? I absolutely positively promise all of you I will play the Forgotten City and get its final ending at some point in the future but it doesn't fit in today's format and i take the blame for that completely i'm stupid i should have researched it i didn't i'm dumb i was excited for today's marathon i knew people wanted to see the ending so i put it in as an option without the prerequisite knowledge of knowing how long it was going to take i feel bad about this but what can i do now rather than i don't want to start it and now now it ruins the marathon you know what i'm saying so i promise you i will do it just not today when that I can't promise you, and here's why, okay? Here's why. Um, sadly, we got so much going on right now. I'm in the middle of Dying Light 2. We're trying to finish Sifu, juggling Pokemon and Skyrim. Two new releases coming out this week. Holy fucking shit. How are we going to do all that? Oh, by the way, Forgotten City. See what I mean? So here's what we'll do. We're going to save Forgotten City for downtime. In the future... When things die down for new releases and we have opportunity to do Forgotten City, we will do it. I promise you all this, okay? I just can't tell you when yet, all right? But it's coming. It will happen. Even if it takes months, I swear to God we'll do it. We will do it. It's happening. Death Base demands it. Okay. So then what... Wait a minute. Then what is the true result of the poll? Okay? Well, as I told you guys, I wanted to have at least four games... So that way, three games were guaranteed to play, and we would have a game on deck in case we get through those other games and we have extra time. We could do one final game for the end of the marathon. So I'm going to default to the game that ended up being third place, and the game that ended up being third place is actually One Piece Pirate Warriors 4. Okay? So here's how today's going to go. The games that will absolutely be played will be Outer Wilds, Quake, and I Am Fish. What order? You'll decide. We're going to do a poll live. You guys are going to vote on what game we're going to start up with here today. Okay? Cool. Then, we're going to have One Piece Pirate Warriors 4 on deck. So if I play these games, and maybe I only play it for an hour, we switch, play another hour, switch. Oh, time for Feasting with the King, play another hour, switch. Oh, we still got time to end the marathon. We could do One Piece to end the marathon tonight. Okay? We don't have to, though. We don't have... You see what I mean? Like, it all depends on time. We don't have to rush through... 
to guarantee that One Piece will be played. I mean, I like One Piece Pirate Warriors 4. I thought it was a really great game. It's actually the best graphically Musu mix-up game that I've seen. The, the, the graphics actually ran really well. It was full 60 frames. The abilities were crazy. Screen clearing special abilities and stuff. It was a really good... Uh, it was a really, really good hour that we played this game uh, last week. I would love to play it again later tonight as the finale of the marathon. So let's see how the time goes, okay? Fair enough? So now, by the way, I just switched over, and I want to say thank you to Guitar Player 1939 He was the person who tipped $100 there to get the stream going today. Thank you so much. All right, I really appreciate that. And we're going to get down the leaderboard. There's going to be rewards in place here and everything, okay? All right, so now you guys know the games. The games are... Outer Wilds, Quake, I Am Fish, and One Piece Pirate Warriors 4, all right? We'll do a poll in just a little bit to actually determine the order of games. But what about the cuisine for Feasting with the King, okay? I'll tell you what. It's going to be Mexican food. You guys voted. There were three options. It was Mexican food, Vietnamese food, and Thai food. Admittedly, not many people were interested in Thai food. Only about maybe like 15 20%. But it was neck and neck between Vietnamese and Mexican and they went back and forth percent-wise for a bit, and then Mexican got a slight lead and kind of held that lead of about 5%. So it is Mexican food today. Now, here's the thing. Am I just going to order typical... Oh, I'm going to order some tacos. I'm going to get a burrito. No. I want to look at their menu and look at some things that are outside the box, things that normally I never would have had or never have tried before, and actually give them a shot. And I'll probably order two dishes. That way, we have a variety of stuff. Now, I'm going to be very honest with you guys. The Mexican food at good restaurants out here is actually kind of expensive, okay? Previous Feasting with the Kings, sometimes I ordered three, four different things. I, I can't afford to do that. When the dishes are between $20 to $30 each, I'm not going to be spending $400 here on a dinner. So we'll probably order two dishes for me to try live right here on Feasting with the King later today. When are we going to pick out those dishes? In just a few minutes. We're going to do it live right here on the Pre-Stream Podcast, okay? But first, what I would like to do some news stories, shout-outs, then we'll set up the poll for the games, and then we'll order live. How does that sound? How does it sound? Oh, that's right. I can't hear you guys. I hope it sounds good. No, I'm not ordering from Taco Bell Swaggins. I'm sorry. Not happening. Okay. All right, let's continue. Um, So... Let's actually just get right to news stories. I have four big gaming news stories to talk about this morning, and I want to get through those, and then we can do the stuff for the marathon, okay? All right. So, gaming news. Let's get to it. First of all, something that literally does not affect me, does not affect my viewing audience, but is humongous in the realm of gaming today, I'd like to talk about the launch of a game that came out yesterday and is one of the biggest, most successful launches in MMO history. But I just said it's a term that we don't really talk about on my streams, MMO. Do we even care about MMOs? Not really. How often do we talk about MMOs? I never play MMOs. And what's funny about that is back in the day, I did like MMOs. I played EverQuest, one of the first ones ever to be successful on PC with 3D graphics. I played World of Warcraft when it launched, and then I played it again many years later. Then I played uh, City of Heroes and then City of Villains. So over the years, I played a lot of MMOs, but really that's where my MMO experience kind of ends. I didn't really ever play MMOs after the mid-2000s, 
as I got back into console gaming, MMOs were not very prominent on consoles when I was into console gaming. It was mostly a PC-only thing. And quite frankly, that's kind of why I feel why MMOs just aren't a part of my gaming repertoire because I'm a console gamer. I don't play PC stuff. It really feels to me like there is this weird division between PC gamers and console gamers. And here's what I mean by this. Lost Ark. This is a Amazon design. Yes, Amazon actually makes video games. This is really their first successful one. Um, an Amazon design MMO. PC exclusive. Currently right now there's over 1 million players playing Lost Ark online. On PC only. And this is why today you might be like, oh, well, I didn't hear anything about this. Because if you're not Oh, excuse me, it wasn't made by Amazon, it was published by Amazon. I misspoke and now people are beating the crap out of me in stream chat. I'm very, very sorry. Okay, it was published by Amazon. Excuse me. Let's continue and get back to the point. Unless you're a PC gamer, you probably didn't even hear of Lost Ark or know what the hell it is. Because I only know about it because I actually follow gaming trends on social media. And I've seen a lot of people talking it up this week. Some people had early access and were playing it early and were wondering how the final release would be. And then it came out yesterday to insanely huge numbers. One million people playing a multiplayer game together at once. So, what are the gameplay elements of Lost Ark? What's unique about it? What makes it so special? Fuck if I know. I'm a console pleb. I don't know anything about that shit. I don't have a PC. I'm not part of the master race to do this. I don't know anything. I wouldn't even be able to give you perspective because it's been so long since I played MMOs. I'd be an unqualified buffoon even trying to speak about it. And I'm certainly not going to do that here on my pre-stream and make myself look like a jackass. Okay? I'm sure there's tons of people out there who can give you educated opinions on it. And there's, there was, uh, I think it was Gold. The dude had like... I think 400,000 people watching him on a stream yesterday or something like that play the fucking game. Fuck. I don't even want to fucking mess around with that shit. Like, dude, I don't want to touch that with a million foot pole. Like, dude, I don't want that many people watching me do anything. <laughs> no way. Okay? So, that being said, um, I hope it's a good game, and I hope that everyone there is enjoying it. However, isn't it funny? I've been talking about this recently. It seems like what's happening more inc increasingly these days is that gaming has become so popular that now what's happened is that gaming has actually sectionalized and compartmentalized itself into these bubbles, okay? So over here, you've got the PC gamer bubble. And there you've got competitive first-person shooters on PC, the co-op uh, co shooters like Apex Legends and stuff like that. Although, yes, that's console. A lot of people play that shit on PC. Um, the MMOs, right? They're over here. Then over here, you've got like the, like the League of Legends and stuff like that. That's over here. Then you've got the competitive first-person shooter crowd over here. And these are all their own isolated communities and bubbles. And by the way, these are millions of people. These are billions of dollars of profit industries. These are not like little small potatoes. These are just giant things in gaming. But the weird thing about this is they're all separated from each other and you can literally be in one and know nothing about the others. You can also be outside of all of those bubbles 
and still be into gaming and still know about the hot new releases. That's more like where I am and where I feel like a lot of you guys are. You're here with me outside of those bubbles. But it's funny because every once in a while I'll hear one of you guys talk very passionately about what, like, oh my god, GTA Online is so good and there's an event, a new heist, and there's new loot, and I play with my friends every day and I sunk all this money into GTA Online. But it's really its own bubble over here, and if you're not in that bubble, you don't really care about it. You know what I mean? It's really kind of weird about that. Um, that that's how gaming is becoming. Because I remember when I was growing up, gaming was just, in general, gaming. It had one big umbrella of this was video games. And it didn't matter if you played arcade games, home games, PC games, console games, platformers, action games, shooter games, fighting games, puzzle games, racing games. It was all just under the umbrella of this is gaming as a whole. But now it seems because gaming has become so popular, right? That now it's starting to separate. Much like any other medium. Take a look at movies. You've got, it used to just be movies in general, but now it's like, oh my god, the subgenre of the genre of the genre. You don't just have horror movies. You got your mainstream movies. You got your slasher flicks. You got your gory flicks, your zombie flicks, your vampire flicks, your B movies, your C movies, your D movies. You got your whole cultures upon subcultures upon levels of actors and directors and everything. And it gets insanely convoluted when you get down to the minutiae of it. Or you could just say, oh, there's horror movies. You see? But when you're outside, and that's a good, that's actually a good, uh, a good way to call it, ecosystems. Moomoo Humor, Homer just called it ecosystem. That's exactly what it kind of is. It's their own isolated worlds and ecosystems that, that exist. So here's the thing. Dude, I totally respect Lost Ark. Wow, a game that has one million people playing it right now is obviously a game that must have some value. They're hitting milestones, right? But I don't give two flaming fucks about Lost Ark, and I know that most of my majority of my viewing audience doesn't either. We don't care about these MMOs, and we're certainly not PC Master Race gamers, so why the fuck would we care about that game, right? But it's funny, because some people think this is like, oh my god, this is the epi epitome of gaming. The rest of us will be playing Dying Light 2, Sifu, Horizon, Elden Ring, and those people will just be sitting there playing Lost Ark for the next year. That's how crazy it is with these ecosystems, right? But anyway, congrats to Lost Ark. That's a hell of a fucking launch. I'm sure they're making money hand over fist on that thing too, okay? Um, okay, excuse me. Next news story I want to talk about today. Uncharted the movie comes out this week. Did you guys know that? You probably do because I've seen a fair amount of advertisement uh, and promotion for it. And the movie stars Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, and has a lot of controversy around it, because a lot of people say Tom Holland looks nothing like Nathan Drake, Mark Wahlberg looks nothing like Sully, what were they thinking with this movie? Uh, people have asked me for my opinions, okay, and here's my opinion on the movie without having seen it. I actually feel that the movie will be good, but it will not be an Uncharted movie. What does that mean? I mean, like, You'll probably watch it and be like, oh, that was a pretty good adventure flick. There was raiding of tombs and there was action-adventure scenes, swinging, hanging, fighting, surviving, driving. I'm sure it has all of it, right? I'm sure it does. But that's not Uncharted. It's just not. That Uncharted has established characters, established plot lines, a, a way to it that makes it feel like a series. We've been played four mainstream and a DLC spinoff of Uncharted. We know what Uncharted is. We didn't need Hollywood's reinterpretation of what Uncharted is, all right? 
I have to ask the question, why is it that whenever Hollywood decides to put its hands on an established franchise, especially video games, it has to fucking change everything? Why? All right, ladies and gentlemen, Uncharted is one of the biggest, most successful gaming franchises of all time. Four blockbuster release games and an insanely successful DLC spinoff. We love the characters. We love the plot lines. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with just making a movie of that? We know it works. Billions of people around the world have bought and played Uncharted. It's made ridiculous amounts of money for Sony, Naughty Dog. We know it works. Why do we need to change Uncharted to make a movie of it? Just fucking make the game into a movie. No, we don't need new Nathan Drake, new Sully, new plot lines. Make the same fucking thing work as a movie. It's not rocket science. There's a fan base that's installed that wants to see the games as a movie on the big screen. Why the fuck didn't you just make that movie? People wanted Nathan Fillion to play Nathan Drake because he did fan films as Nathan Drake and he hit the character dead on. He is Nathan Drake. Okay? There's no fucking reason to remake this shit. It's like, wow, I have a wheel. We know the wheel works, but I want to, you know, I want to do it different. I got to change the wheel. Why? The wheel fucking works. Fire burns, wheels roll. You don't need to reinvent them for a new audience. Just fucking make the wheel work. It doesn't make any sense that they have to redo this shit and ruin Essentially, when they do it, they ruin it. It's always inferior. How many times have we seen a video game movie completely rewrite the plot of the game to make a movie and the movie sucks? Okay? This is a case where I really feel this movie is, on its own merits, likely fun. It's probably an action-packed thrill ride, some funny lines, but it's not Uncharted. So why the fuck call it Uncharted? Just name it something else and have it be its own entity so that way people don't go into the movie expecting Uncharted and not getting Uncharted. You see? And by the way, the early reviews are out. Everyone hates the fucking movie. They literally say, how do you fuck up Uncharted? It's a plot that works. It's Indiana Jones plus Tomb Raider. Everyone loves it. This movie is not Uncharted. You'll watch it and be like, okay, it's all right, but it's not Uncharted. It sucks because it's not Uncharted. What did they think was going to fucking happen? People were going to accept that you changed everything to make a fucking movie? You idiots. How do people in Hollywood, how are they so stupid? But the other question is, how the fuck do they keep getting money to make bad movies? <laughs> Where is this money coming from? To make, oh, we're going to make Uncharted, but we're going to change the characters, change the plot, change everything. Wait, what? No, I don't. then you don't get my money. I'm taking my money back, you fucking idiot. I gave you money to make a slam dunk movie because the plot and everything is already there. There's a fan base of millions of people who will come see your movie if you just make Uncharted. Don't fuck it up and change it. No, I'm changing it. Well, fuck you. I want my money back then. What is going on in Hollywood? These people are so dumb. Ugh. So anyway, the movie apparently sucks. What a shock! Oh, I never would have known. From the, you know, the year of previews, seeing every still of Tom Holland looking ridiculously out of place, looking more like Peter Parker and Spider-Man than fucking Nathan Drake. Seeing... Mark Wahlberg tried to look like Sully with his stupid mustache that he grew and everything looking terrible and not like Uncharted. I can't believe the movie stinks. Wow, what a shock, right? Oh. Anyway. <laughs> so there you go. Now, these are all early reviews. 
We don't know when the, when actual people start to see it. And what I mean by that is, you guys know how I feel about the official paid reviewers deal when it comes to gaming. I'm sure the movie industry has some of that too. So, can we really trust them? I don't know. Hollywood reviewers, a lot of the times, review things very differently from how I feel. More people are going to see a real, actual paying customers. We'll see the, see the movie later this weekend, and I guess we'll see. But, hopefully it's good. Probably isn't. Okay. Now, the third story that we're going to talk about today. Um, man. Sifu. We've been playing Sifu for the past half week, week. When did it come out? Friday? It's really good. I like Sifu a ton. Actually, it didn't come out Friday. It came out Monday. No. Yes. No. Tuesday. Tuesday. Because I played it Tuesday, Wednesday, and I just played it yesterday. Tuesday. This is a case where I've actually almost played through an entire game in one week, which I almost never do anymore, okay? Sifu, unique game, Kung Fu, very challenging, very complex, surprisingly complex. I didn't think that the game would have as many layers to it as it does. Not only just standard combos, but special abilities, special moves, dodging of different types. There's a dodge that evades. There's also a high-low evade to go dodge high-low attacks. There's a parry system. There's unlockables. There's a roguelike aspect to it with permanent unlocks versus unlocks you, you lose. There's an element where when you die, you revive, but you're older, and so you're stronger, but you also have less health. Man, it's a complex game. Way more complex than I ever would have even imagined. At first... You ram your head against the wall a million times trying to get it, but once it clicks, the game is outstanding. And that's exactly how I felt about Sekiro, too. Like, I really, when I started playing Sekiro, was like, fuck this game. And then when I figured out the parry system, the rest was history. The rest of the game was, like, fun, you know? And that's kind of what happened here with uh, Sifu. I would even go as far to say Sifu is more complicated than Sekiro. While Sekiro was mostly just parrying and then using the... What did they call them? The, the, the devices, the trick devices or whatever they were to do the stun damage or whatever. This game has so many different elements to it that you can use. Weapons, again, the parries, but also the high-low evades, but then the just standard dodging left and right, uh, blocking, um, counter-hitting. It's very complex, but it's very... I feel like if you take your time to learn the system, it's a very rewarding system. Uh, and I think that actually they did a really great job with the graphical design, like the world designs. Um... Oh, excuse me. I've now played through four out of the five levels in the game. Everyone's different. Everyone is fun, has challenging mini-bosses, um, really great final bosses. Like, I really like this game. In fact, this game has grown and grown and grown on me. The more and more that I play it, the more I like it, okay? Now, why are we talking about Sifu today? Because there is a news story that came out last night the developers of Sifu, which I forget what they're called. I keep forgetting the name of them. Slow Ball or something like that. I, I can't remember exactly what they're called. But they came out and said the following. We would like to now make Sifu accessible. We understand that right now it's really not. It doesn't have enough accessibility options at all. So what we would like to do is after the fact patch the game to add in further accessibility to the game. We'd like the game to have an easy mode. We'd like the game to have easier inputs. We'd like the game to have all these accessibility functions. Okay? Now. <sighs> if that was the news story, I'd be like, that's great. That's great news. I love added accessibility to any game. Really? Like, I feel like the more accessible games are, the better. Games should be more accessible. If there's no reason that games should have 
like giant barriers to allowing people to play them. Um, and as you know, two years ago, The Last of Us 2 was the most accessible AAA game ever made. And I'll be honest with you, I felt very disappointed in the last year when we've seen very few major games actually be fully accessible like that game was, okay? Um, I really f was hoping that there would be more accessibility in gaming, and I really haven't seen that. All I've really seen is colorblind modes, bigger text, and that's about it. I haven't really seen, oh, here's a bunch of unique accessibility features that make this game open for more people, okay? Now, here's the thing. When this announcement was made last night on social media, some people were very, very pleased. They're like, wow, open ex more accessibility is a great thing. More people being able to play these awesome games is always a positive. This is, this is a great announcement. And then there was the other half, the backlash. Oh, my God. You're going to make the game easy? Oh, come on. It was funny reading all those reviews of the reviewers who can't do well in the game. And seeing that they're just fucking, you know, noobs and journalism mode players. And they hate the game because they're not good enough. And the fact that this game rewards being good and getting good is the whole f focus of the game. And if you make this game easier, then that means anyone could just play it and beat it. And then it loses what it's supposed to be. You've lost the core of what Sifu is supposed to be if you make it easier. Okay? Slow Clap, it's called. Thank you, Jeremy Kyle. Slow Clap is the name of the dev team. Of Sifu. Thumbs up to Slow Clap. This game is outstanding. Okay. Um. All right. I've talked about it many times over the years. I'll say it again. Yes. You can have an expected level of skill required. An expected level of challenge in a game. And it can become a core part of the gameplay experience. If this didn't exist. Then From Software never would have been popular. With any of their FromSoft style games. The Blood Bloodborne. Any of the Dark Souls, Sekiro, Demon Souls, and now upcoming Elden Ring. If this didn't exist, right? If these games had easy mode and every anyone could just mash buttons and beat them with no challenge, yeah, they probably would lose some of their identity. Fair enough, okay? But there is a difference between having a default mode that's incredibly challenging and having that be your default game experience that's expected versus having a completely optional, on-the-side, not-mainstream mode for those who can't play that. And there's various reasons why people maybe can't play it. Maybe they have a physical disability. Seriously. Maybe they're blind. Maybe they're deaf. Maybe they have motor issues where they can't move their hands like other people. Those are all disabilities that are perfectly good reasons to have accessibility functions in a video game. Maybe their mental capacity is an up to speed to play an insanely difficult game. Maybe they just can't react fast enough. There's all these things. Now, <clears throat> I think what's happened is that in the last 15 years, we have had this division among gamers where there is this group of people who dedicate themselves to the highly difficult, highly focused, challenging games, and they feel that those games should always remain the same. That if those games change in any way, shape, or form, that they lose value, okay? <clears throat> Personally, my take is thus. Yes, you can design a game to default be incredibly challenging and then feel rewarding if you overcome said challenge, all right? And that should be a personal experience for you. Wow, that boss was incredibly difficult, designed that way, but I mastered the systems, I mastered the boss pattern, I toughed it out, and through perseverance, I beat him. Feeling of accomplishment, move on, 
congratulations, pat on the back, right? And that's very valid, completely valid, all right? However, however, the problem with that is that when you put too much merit on that, when you put too much focus on that, when you weigh that so heavily as part of the overall gameplay experience, all right, you create a, uh, what's the word? An exclusive community, a, a group of people who actually feel kind of elitist, like, oh, because I beat Sekiro, uh, New Game Plus, with these criteria, I really challenged myself and I did it in a special run. Oh, I really am one of the best gamers out there and I've made a giant accomplishment and I've done this and I've done that. And listen, there's actually people who make an entire living, I'm not kidding you, playing highly difficult games and doing crazy-ass challenge runs. I played Dark Souls 1 as a deprived, fist-only run, destroyed every boss by just giant Superman right-hand punches to their face, and it takes 72 hours to beat the game this way, but I was able to do it, right? Good for you. Really, good for you. And that's an accomplishment that maybe should be celebrated. But does that mean just because you had that accomplishment that other people can't enjoy the game? I don't. This is what I don't understand. At what point does your personal enjoyment or your personal like feeling of, oh, I did something good, pat on the back. At one point does it mean now other people who just can't do that can't enjoy the same game, right? This is one thing. This would be one thing if we're playing... Um, if you're playing a competitive online game, and what I mean by that is, if you're playing a, a fighting game, a first-person shooter that's competitive, you know what I'm saying? If you're playing any of those kind of games, no, I don't think that, that people in a tournament setting should have a competitive advantage and get dumbed down controls, easy mode stuff. Everyone should be on an equal playing field when it comes to a multiplayer competitive game. All right? Ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement to make that some people will not understand. Are you ready for this? Single-player games are not competitive. Hold on. Ahem. Single-player games are not competitive. Period. There's no addendum to this. There's no add-on to this. There's no qualifying criteria of me saying this. Single-player games, simply put, are not competitive. Period. Can you play a single-player game better than someone else? Yes. You can. Okay? And you can feel good about that. And you can post your results on the internet. I mean, hell, Twin Galaxies is an entire business website where, over the years, people played old-school arcade games and posted up their high scores. These weren't competitive games. They were single-player games. But look, I got the high score. And there's a competition of people to get the high score and stuff like that. I get it. But you have to understand something. Single-player games' core gameplay experience is not a competitive one. All right? You can change it to be competitive if you put yourself in that community or if you put yourself into special qualifying criteria. But not everyone is like you. And not everyone has to be like you. People are allowed to enjoy games however they want. And if they want a dumbed-down experience of a tough game so that they can enjoy it, they should be allowed to have that experience if the game developer so chooses to include said experience into their gameplay design. 
Okay? Now, what's happened is we have people out there who now feel that some piece of their existence is actually reliant on the fact that they beat a difficult game and if that experience is dumbed down that more people can beat that difficult game because it's not as difficult anymore, that somehow their accomplishment has been diminished or somehow, it, you know what I mean? The pure experience of that game being tough has been diminished, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, I have a, a, another announcement to make, okay? Congratulations. If you beat a super hard game with super difficult challenging qualifying criteria, pat yourself on the back, Okay, guess what? No one fucking cares. Really, nobody cares but you. And maybe your little group of viewers who kiss your ass when you do it on a stream. Alright, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the entertainment factor of that. What I'm saying is when you're telling other people you have no right to enjoy this game because it's supposed to be difficult, fuck you. No, really. You didn't make the game. You don't get to determine how the game is made. Fuck you. If the makers of Sifu want to make the game easier so a wider audience can enjoy that game, it is well within their rights to do so. And if you're a selfish, self-centered piece of garbage who only thinks that the world revolves around you and your personal accomplishments when you played this tough game, you're a fucking loser. And you need to get a fucking life. And let everyone else enjoy life because they deserve to enjoy the game as much as you. And it has nothing to do with you. You are not the end-all be-all of fucking existence. No one cares about you. Really. Just fucking play the game and shut the fuck up. Because other people deserve to enjoy the game as much as you. Just because they have a limitation that they can't play it at your level doesn't mean shit about them not deserving to enjoy that game. You're an asshole. Grow the fuck up. This whole get good mentality. This whole, oh, only certain people should be able to enjoy this game or that. Fuck off. No, really. Um, enough is enough with this shit. Okay? The makers of Sifu, Slow Clap, should be able to make an accessibility version of their game. And no, it's not the mainstream version. No, it's not required. But other people should be able to enjoy the game. I'm tired of this bullshit. Oh, wang, wang, wang. Go fucking wang yourself in a corner. You know what? Here's what you can do. Take your perfect version of the game. Go play it in your closet. Lock the door. Fucking fo take foam caulk and just seal yourself into the fucking closet and cry me a fucking river for the end of eternity. No one wants to hear your bullshit. We're tired of it. We want to have people enjoy games. Right? Not That's what games are supposed to be about. Enjoyment. Not, oh, my personal accomplishments. My e-penis has grown 27 dick sizes today because I played as a deprived and I beat it with a bare, bare fucking fist. Okay, good for you. Fuck off. No one cares. Really? Really? There's no value to that. It's okay. Ultimate challenge run. It's entertaining to watch. Big deal. You're not God's gift to the fucking gaming world and other people should be able to enjoy the game that aren't you just because they can't play it at that level. Alright? So... I think this is ridiculous that these idiots fucking come out of the woodwork when situations happen like this. They should just fuck off. And by the way, we all should be speaking up against this. Not just me. Everyone should be rallying against these people. No, fuck you. People deserve to enjoy the game. If the game developers so choose, 
they should be able to include those modes and not now get flamed by these fucking get good morons. You know? And again, by all means, enjoy a game however you want to enjoy it. But don't ruin enjoyment for other people. Do your crazy challenge run. Go on stream and get a thousand viewers watching you beat the game in this crazy way and have a big celebration and people support you and you make a living doing it. I don't care. To each their own. But don't fucking ruin my experience now because you demand that people do it the same way. How many times when I've played from software games, you get these shitheads who come to a stream, oh, you're doing it wrong. You're cheesing the game. You're doing it. Fuck you. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. I paid for it and I'll play it however I want. If you don't like it, you can lick my shit. Get the fuck off my stream. I'll play the game how I want and enjoy it. Okay. I ranted a little bit. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry I just don't like gatekeepers. I just don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. We have one final story to talk about today. And then I'm going to put up a poll for the order of games we're going to play today. We're going to update the leaderboards, do shoutouts, and we're going to order cuisine. We got a lot to do. So, the final news story for today, okay, is in regards to a game that's not out yet. It's actually a game that I had talked about that I was interested in playing this month, but then when I looked at the release schedule, I was like, dude, there is no fucking way I can play this this month. There's just no way it's going to happen, okay? The name of the game is Martha is Dead. It's a horror game. Now, what kind of horror game? I'll be honest with you, I don't even know. I didn't even really look into it. Uh, I think it has a lot of psychological horror to it, but a lot of gore and a lot of stuff, okay? I don't even know really what this game uh, entails, because I don't like to spoil my stuff on, on these kind of games. Um, but I was actually very interested in playing it, and then now, sadly, I just know I can't play it this month. I'm going to be too busy with everything else, okay? So why am I bringing up this game, Martha is Dead, that comes out later this month? Because this game is cross-platform. It's coming out on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, okay? PC, Xbox versions are going to come out fine, no problem. But Sony has decided that there's something in the game, we don't know what, because the game's not out yet and hasn't been spoiled. There's something in the game that is so bad, Sony has demanded that the game developers censor their game. Really? What? Really? You demanded that they censor the game. So the game developer actually came out, I think it was a day or two ago, and said, listen, we're really sorry about this because we don't want this. Um, we feel like this is ridiculous because why is it that other game platforms are not making us do this, but Sony is? And basically because of this, we actually not only have to censor, we have to take out an entire chunk of the game. That there's a part of the game that literally, I guess, would make no sense if they censored it. So they're actually having to rewrite and recode the game. And so now what they're saying is, because this is the case and Sony will not allow this portion of the game to be in it, they actually have to delay the physical release of the game. Like digitally, they can just patch it out. But the physical discs are now having to be delayed because they have to print a different disc. Huh? So, I don't know what it is, because here's the thing, because it's funny, people are, are basically um, speculating what could it possibly be, because here's the thing, a lot of people have said a lot of things about this, and one of the things that I see common bringing up is The Last of Us 2, 
people are like, dude, The Last of Us 2 was like the flagship title for Sony two years ago, right? But take a look at the fucking game. Excessive gore, mass murder. I mean, fuck, Ellie stabs a pregnant woman in the throat and murders her, okay? So you say, it can't be violence, okay? Well, what about the other side of it? Sexual, sexual... There was a scene where Abby got fucking plowed for like 30 seconds. They didn't show penetration or anything, but they showed everything else. So obviously, what like what is in this game that that they're demanding needs to be censored? What could it possibly even be? Right? You're like you're, you're it's mind numbing. Like seriously, what could it? I don't know. What what could it be that they put in there? <clears throat> you know. My ruin says they're removing a gameplay aspect. You have to someone's cutting the face off of a child. You murdered a pregnant woman. You stabbed her in the throat and killed her and the child in The Last of Us 2, and that was fine. That was perfectly fine. How many people did you gut and brutally just slash and chop up or blow their fucking faces right off? Blood, gore, brains, torture. This is a fantasy game. It's a horror game. What's happening isn't even really happening, right? In a horror game, it's it's all... Not, you're not really ripping faces off of children left and right. All right, maybe if the game was called Child Face Ripper and you were a supernatural demon running through the streets and you found kids, ha ha ha, rip, ha ha ha, rip. And you're just ripping the faces off the children. Maybe then that, you know, that's a little extreme. I get the feeling that's probably not what's happening in the game. It's not Child Face Ripper Simulator. It's probably something else, like a horror theme. So it's like, oh God, look how scary that would be if it's happening, but I'm sure it's not really fucking happening. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> what are they what are they talking about I, I i can't imagine but the thing that gets me is where's the why is there such a double standard right why is there such a double standard if the last of us two could do all of those things gratuitous blatant nudity and outright sexual content disgusting over-the-top gore blood torture ripping apart of bodies murdering pregnant people then what the fuck is Martha is Dead doing that's not acceptable? I, I don't get it. I actually don't get it at all. But I could be... Maybe the game is that crazy. Maybe the game is like, you know, like an elephant. I don't know. Forget it. I'm not even going to continue. <laughs> I'm not even going to continue with that line of thought. No. We're going to stop it right now. We're just going to say, okay, alright. So, But anyway... This is a big story because people are up in arms. They're, people are totally anti-censorship. And they're like, we don't understand why Sony is doing this. This could, If this is especially ruining the gameplay experience, they got to redo parts of the whole game, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, elephants. That's all I'm going to say, elephants. Okay. All right, that's the gaming news. So here's what we're going to do. Set up the poll. You guys vote. What game do you want to see first today? We're going to set up the poll right now. Shit. I put four options, but there's only three. So it's supposed to be uh, Quake. I Am Fish. And uh, Outer Wilds. Okay, so please start voting. All right? Please begin voting. Now what we're going to do is we're going to do shout-outs for contributions. We're going to order the cuisine for Feasting with the King. 
we're going to see the winner of this initial vote, and then we're going to do the hat poll. We're going to do all that. I know it's a long pre-stream today, but there's a lot to do on pre-stream today to set up for the marathon, okay? So let's do shout-outs. Elephant. All right, so think of the elephant. Snow Cooper started off today with a super chat saying, The King, P.S., told you guys likes and polls are botted. Uh, no, I don't feel that the polls were botted at all. Um, I know some people have kind of suspected that. I don't think so. Number one, we've seen more voters than this in polls on my channel before. We've seen over 2,000 at one point um, a few months back. And I just think what it was is a lot of people waited to the last minute to vote. They saw the results of what was there and maybe were a little upset. Ah, I don't really want to see those games. And they, they, at the last minute, voted. Keep in mind, when I play a big new release game, I get anywhere from as low as 3,000 views all the way up to like 10,000 views on part one usually. So there's thousands of people who watch my stuff. They're just the silent majority. I think in this case, the silent majority looked and said, oh, crap. I don't really like those games, and then they voted and changed the poll. I don't think that it was a botting or anything. I don't even know how you would bot that, honestly. Each each vote, you'd have to make a separate YouTube account for it, and then actively use that YouTube account as logged in, and go into the community tab and vote. You know how much work that would be? I don't think it's botting at all. <clears throat> okay. Um... Zoya did a super chat. says, how many hours of gameplay is the marathon versus a regular day? It really depends. Because it depends on how much we want to play each game, right? We may play each game 90 minutes, right? And now we end up getting a lot of gameplay. We may play each game an hour, but play another game two hours. And then also, how long is Feasting with the King going to take? I don't know. I, you know, this is not something that I can I can promise. At the same time, it's good because we can change things on the fly. And that's one of the nature of a marathon like this is that if there's a lot of things that can just adjust on the fly to make it more entertaining, okay? <clears throat> Retro X. Has done a $5 super chat. Thank you, RetroX. This is Phil. I'm stopping by to show my support. I love these Game Pass nights. Is there any game that you're playing today you're most excited for? Have fun. Honestly, no. They're all pretty interesting and all varied. They're all completely different. I don't think there's two games that are alike in the game. The four games that are possible to be played today, I don't think there's a single game that's similar to another, so I'm cool with all of them. Yeah. Um, the Recluse did a super chat. So I watched a video of someone pretending to play someone else's gameplay. What would possess someone to do that? Well, was it a comedy video? Like someone pretending that they were a good player or something and faking gameplay? Or was it, were they actually lying? I guess it would, I would need more context. Um, I think it would be pretty stupid to lie about something like that because how long can you pull it off? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you did it once or twice, maybe that would work, but eventually someone's going to figure it out or find out. You know, if you're stealing someone's gameplay without permission, someone's going to find the original video. Or if someone else is playing the game for you and you're just doing commentary over pretending to play, eventually people are going to get the idea. They're going to look. It's not synced and shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, then again, there's things out there. I mean, here's an example. Back in the day, I used to watch the Angry Video Game Nerd. And he didn't do anything live. It was all edited, right? I think, I think he has done gameplay streams over the years. But his nerd videos is gameplay that he direct captures... And then later on, he does commentary over it, holding a controller like this and pretending like he's playing as he commentates over it. But that's because it's scripted. Scripted stuff like that is fine. You know what I'm saying? But if someone's literally lying and saying, oh, I'm playing this live, ha ha ha, over someone else's gameplay, I mean, that's got to be one of the dumbest things ever. How long are you going to do that before you you uh, you, you figure this out? You got to be stupid. You know, you're not going to get fooled. So I don't know. I don't. Again, I don't know what the context is here, Recluse. 
Okay. G Million has done a super chat. Says Sony's been centering, centering games since the PS3. You mean censoring games since the PS3 generation. Um, it's funny because I don't, I, I don't really follow it that much. I don't know that much about censorship, nor am I really that aware of it. So again, I'm curious what in the holy hell is getting censored in this game. Um, and with the stuff that we saw with the, with the Last of Us 2, I just don't understand why they would even bother. But Okay, now we swing over to the tip side of things. We start off today, guitar player, almost an hour ago now, a $100 tip. And he says, good luck with the marathon. Thank you so much, guitar player. That is an outstanding start. Now, I'm going to reiterate what I said at the beginning because a lot of you were not here at the very beginning of the stream, but now there's hundreds and hundreds of people here. Today, I'm only doing this one marathon stream, okay? Now, normally, I would do two different streams, and the streams would be split up with a break in between. It would be two completely different games, right? And the way it would work is I would have a $150 tip skull for each stream. Well, today... I'm only doing one stream. Am I going to change the reward tiers and stuff for tips? No. We're going to keep them the same. Okay? I don't want to be stupid and be like, oh, now I'm increasing the amount needed to raise to get a reward. That's dumb. That would be really dumb and very very selfish and greedy, I feel. Um, so, with the guitar player's $100 tip, we've already qualified for a hat. And as soon as this poll is done for the game, I'm going to put up a poll. You guys are going to pick a hat for me to wear. Okay? But the way we're going to do it is thus. Since I'm only streaming one stream today, I'm trying to raise the full tips goal, which would basically be the same as the tips goals for two streams. All right? So I'm trying to raise $300 today if possible because I'm only doing one stream. So that means, obviously, well, wait a minute. If you're going to put on the hat at 100 and invest at 150 what about the rest? Well, what I told everyone today is I would possibly do, like, tiered swapping goals. So, for example... Let's say today we raised $250 in tips. Then we could swap hats. Okay? So we could actually see two completely different hats today on the stream. Since it's a long stream, it kind of makes sense, right? Or, what if we hit the full $300, then we can have a vest swap later on. We could wear one vest for the first half of the marathon, and then I swap it, and I wear another one for the second half. Okay? That's how it's working today. I know it's a little weird, but marathons are definitely very different from having two completely separated, segmented games and different streams. Okay? All right. Um, Carlton Jr. to the dollar fifty says, The way you feel about this Uncharted movie is exactly how I feel about that Mortal Kombat movie that came out. Mortal Kombat 9 in particular was an excellent story. I feel that could have easily went directly and translated into a film. No need to change that shit for no reason. And, you know, I didn't see the Mortal Kombat movie last year, so I can't comment on that. But again, if you have an established franchise, you have a, a story that works, and you have millions of people who will line up and pay their money to watch your movie because they want to see that story come to life on the screen, why change the story? You have to be a fucking jackass, and there's a lot of jackasses in Hollywood, apparently. <clears throat> okay. Big Papa Pump has sent me $2. Thank you, Big Papa Pump. He says, Phil, I hope you have an awesome marathon. Already 83 likes. Let's hit 100 before the stream starts, chat. Looking forward to feasting. Me too. We're going to order the food in a moment. We're 84 likes, actually, currently. Yeah, if we hit 100, that would be outstanding. If you guys are watching this live on stream right now and you're, you're looking forward to the stream today and you're having a good time now, please give it a like. If you're watching this on demand on YouTube, please give the video a like if you're enjoying it and leave a comment. Comments and likes help so much on the on-demand videos. And this is really my focus that I need to work on is getting people who are watching the on-demand stuff to like it and to leave comments because this is lacking. The streams have been doing good. 
the on-demand videos have been lacking. It would be great if we could get some more engagement in that that department. Okay. Jade is asking, can we play One Piece? Jade, One Piece is fourth place today. <clears throat> okay. So what's going to happen is we're going to play these three games for sure. And if there's time at the end of the stream, we're going to do One Piece as the finale. But as, it depends on time constraints of how the stream goes because it came in as uh, like the runner-up. Okay. Okay. People are still voting, and it's neck and neck between I Am Fish and Outer Wilds. I'm going to let that continue, and we're going to order food now live, okay? Let's do this. Oh, hold on a second. Good here. Big Papa pumped in another tip. He says, we did it. We now hit over 100. The stream looks like it's going to have a good support today. I I mean, yeah. So far, so good. It's sure, sure a great start. Thank you very much, Big Papa Pump. In every regard. People watching, people liking, people supporting with, you know, super chats, super stickers, tips. Everything so far is great. Members, maybe we'll get a boost on that too. Like I said, our, our, our record's 366. We had 367. We got a new record today. All right. Um, here we go. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to order some Mexican food. Well, I need to reopen my app because my app is glitching. Here we go. Okay. So, first of all, I know what my wife wants. <laughs> my wife already told me if we ordered Mexican food today what she would want. So I'm going to just put her order in right away. Well, put it into the cart right away. Hold on one second here. Uh, let's see. Here it is. Sure, I get everything right for her. I'm sure people are going to ask, what does Cat want? She's getting enchiladas. She likes enchiladas. She's getting them with a special mole sauce. I love mole sauce. It's a very rich sauce, high in spices. It's not spicy, but it has robust flavor. Robust flavors. And she wants uh, uh, chicken, chicken enchiladas. So I'm getting her her order now. With I think it comes with all kinds of stuff on the side. I'm picking that. Okay, there we go. All right, so as I've told you guys, today we're ordering Mexican food. Now, what I would like to do today, since this is Feasting with the King, I don't just want to get something standard. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get oh, a couple enchiladas, a uh, regular burrito. What I'd like to do today is do something like outside of the box. And what I mean by that is maybe stuff that I've never had before from a Mexican restaurant. I can tell you right now, one thing I've almost never eaten at a Mexican restaurant is seafood. I almost always would get pulled pork or chicken or beef. I almost never have eaten seafood ever at like a Mexican restaurant. Okay? Um, so that's one that definitely I, I would be interested in. Maybe some kind of seafood. I know that they have some unique dishes. For example, if I go to... They actually have things that are considered like classics. Classic Mexican dishes. That I've never tried any of these. Just I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna read off a couple things that sound kind of interesting. Alright, listen to this. 
Molgajete. It's a Mexican-style stew of chicken or steak. And then you could choose a combination of chicken and steak if you want. Sautéed in a mildly spicy sauce with mushrooms, onions, and tomatoes and topped with jack cheese. Sounds great, but here's the thing. I'm kind of um, on the fence about getting something like that because basically if you get that fresh, right? If you get this stew or whatever, fresh, they probably put it in like a nice stone bowl with a good presentation, all the toppings fresh on top. If I order this for delivery, you know how it's going to come. It's going to come in a fucking t a plastic tub. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's going to come in a fucking plastic tub. It's going to be probably cold. I don't, you know, so I'm kind of thinking maybe that's something I shouldn't get. As much as that was something I would probably try if I was there. I don't think that that's something that I would try, okay? Um, how about this one? A whole lamb shank. A marinated and seasoned lamb shank, slowly baked until tender, and then it's served with a bunch of things like a, a marinated sauce, pico de gallo, some sliced avocado, a side of beans and rice, and stuff like that. That sounds great. That's also incredibly expensive. So if I get that, I'm not getting anything else that's pricey, that's for sure. That's actually one of the most expensive things on their freaking menu, the lamb shank. Okay, um, they have, oh, this, this actually really intrigues me, this one right here, okay, um, I've never had anything like this before, a chili relleno, or relleno, it's a poblano chili stuffed with Monterey Jack cheese, they dip it in egg batter, they lightly fry it to a golden brown, then they smother it with salsa, and a chili, like, and then they finish it with crema mexicana, right? <laughs> uh, holy crap, that sounds crazy. It's basically a stuffed, fr deep fried pepper with a bunch of stuff on top of it, right? And I've never had anything like that before. <clears throat> so I'm thinking maybe that should be something that I should do, like, like as a as a as a yes. What do you think? Dan Demand says Chili Relleno is bomb. Jake says sounds good. What do you guys think about that? Because that sounds unique as shit. I've never had anything like that. And that would be something just to try completely out of the box, right? Something with barbacoa, says Hobo X. I'll see if they have anything with barbacoa. A Chili Relleno is good, says Shia. Smooth Criminal says it'll probably soggy as fuck when it shows up. You have to understand... Everything's going to be soggy as fuck. It's delivery. Like, there's nothing I could do about that. I'm not eating it fresh at the restaurant, you know? <laughs> Guts, it was close. It was It was only about 5% difference between Vietnamese and Mexican food, so. All right, I'm, I'm going to do this. I don't think, let me see. I'm trying to see. So you get one, you get one or two. To get two, it's not even that much more expensive. Then again, I don't know if I'm going to like it. <laughs> so, hmm. Okay. Let's see what else they got. Because, Like I said, some of the things... The lamb shank definitely sounded unique. They have some other things that sound unique, but it's way too expensive. One of them was over $30. Like, dude, I can't spend that much money on one thing. It's ridiculous. Oh, you know what it is? Because this thing is a multi-platter. Oh. It car Listen to this. Carne asada, which is their version of steak. Jalisco-style cheese enchilada. So a cheese enchilada. 
chili relleno, which I'm already getting with the chili, with the, with the, uh, I'm already getting a chili relleno, yeah, and a taquito ranchero, wait a minute, maybe I should just get this, this has everything, hold on a second here, this actually is like, a, a, this is like a tour of Mexico, yeah, th this dish is a tour of Mexico, you get carne asada, an enchilada, one of those fried chilies, and a taquito ranchero, so you get like a little of everything, maybe I should do this, Yeah. It's not a party platter. It's meant to be like, you know, you get a little of everything off the menu, you know. And I was like, why is it so expensive? That's why, because you get a little of everything. So maybe I could do that and then I could do something inexpensive, like maybe like an appetizer or something with it. So I'm going to get rid of the other thing off the menu. Get rid of that. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what I think that makes sense. All right. So yeah, let's do that. Let's do this one. So th again, this is going to have carne asada, which is their version of steak. I know what it is. It's a, they take a steak, they pound it flat and they grill it. And uh it's I've had it before. It's very good, but I haven't had it in a long time ago. So a long time. Um a I don't know what Jalisco style cheese enchilada even means. I've never don't know what that is. Uh, a chili relleno, so it's one of those deep fried ch uh, chili peppers, and a taquito ranchero. Okay, let's do that, and I'll get black beans. They have all kinds of beans. They have rancho beans, which are whole beans, refried beans. I like black beans though. Oh, and you get tortillas with this too. Oh man. Jim the Frogger says, you better try house salsa to indicate how good their food will be. I know for a fact this place gives you salsa and chips for free. You don't even have to order it. They just include it in every order. I know that for a fact. So I'm going to get flour. I don't like corn tortillas. I like flour tortillas. Okay. So that's cool. So now I want what I want to do, I want to get something smaller, something lighter. You know what I mean? Um, Spanish, yeah, it comes with rice. And you choose the rice. You get like plain rice. Mexican style rice. I chose the Mexican that has the seasoning and everything in it. <clears throat> All right. I get one more thing because we're already going to get a giant platter that has a little of everything. All right. So now I should get one more thing that's not like crazy expensive. Oh, the burger. We'll order the burger. Isn't it funny how at these restaurants they have like burger, chicken sandwich? But you know why they have that for kids who just refuse to fucking eat the food there. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, let's see, let's see. Let me go to the appetizers and see what they got. Maybe we'll get an appetizer. Let's see. Oh my god, I just saw a picture of their taquitos. They're giant. These aren't normal little rolled taquitos. These are like huge. Holy shit, I wonder if the one I'm going to get in mine is going to be that big. Oh god, nachos. As much as I would like to get the nachos, two things. Number one, I know the nachos will probably be messy when they arrive because they're delivery. And number two, there's no way I'm going to be able to eat a giant thing of nachos along with this giant platter I'm getting, right? <laughs> there's no way. <clears throat> oh, let's see. Okay, let me go to the appetizers. 
Queso dip? Nah, it's just cheese. I don't want a cheese dip. Just guacamole? Nah. Morisco's Moho? What is this? Shrimp or scallops? Oh, God, it's over $20. No, I'm not getting that. No. A Mexican pizza. A real Mexican pizza. A flour tortilla top with a choice of refried or rancho beans and a choice of ground beef chicken or picadillo. From Picadillo. Top with jack and cheddar cheese, tomatoes, and green onions. Oh, God, a Mexican pizza. <laughs> Would that be any good? I don't know. I don't know. Nachos is... I might, maybe I should just get the nachos. Let's see what it comes with. Corn tortilla chips chopped with beans, jalapenos, melted cheddar cheese. It also comes with tomatoes, green onions, sour cream, and guacamole. And then you can add meat if you want, considering I'm already getting a giant platter of stuff. I probably shouldn't get meat with that, too. And maybe I could have some of that, and then I could, uh, maybe I could get some of that, and then I could have my wife have some of it, too, if she wants it left over, right? A torta? I think they have tortas. I don't know what category that would be under. Let's see. They have salads, tostadas. They do a lot of combos where you can pick your own. Like, you can get, oh, I want uh, an enchilada and a tostada. Or, you know, I want a taco and a tamale. They do that. But I don't really want to just get standard stuff. I wanted to get the one that was, like, huge. You know, huge variety of stuff. Their burritos are, are giant, too. Like, I've seen their burritos. I've, I've been there to, the re to this restaurant. And the person the burrito comes out, it's like this. It's like a plate-sized burrito. You can't even eat it with your hands. You gotta use fork and knife to eat the thing. <laughs> they smother them too. Yeah, I don't want a burrito though. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I think I'm gonna get I think I'm gonna get the nachos. I'm going to try the nacho. I don't need protein in the nachos, though. That's the thing. I'm already going to get steak and I think they said it was a chicken a chicken uh, taquito that I'm going to get. So I don't think I need uh, I don't think that I need to get any protein on it. Then again, the protein's cheap. It's $2 for protein. I could get like shredded chicken on this. That would be good. Yeah. <sighs> What's funny is they they give you options. You get grilled chicken. If you're going to get shredded chicken, shredded chicken is authentic. That's the chicken they slow cook. They rip it apart. They put it in everything. Why would you want chunks of grilled chicken in your, in your nachos? That doesn't even make sense, but I guess some people demand the grilled, right? Oh, it's healthier. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. They're full of crap. Uh, I, all right, I'm going to put shredded chicken in there. All right, so I'm going to be ordering this this variety plate that has carne asada, some kind of a special cheese enchilada, a fried battered pepper, and a taquito, ch chicken taquito. And then I'm ordering nachos with chicken in them as well. 40 billion calorie dinner. <laughs> 
I'm probably not eating all of that. I'll probably have leftovers. I'll probably end up eating the other half of it tomorrow, more than likely. So, okay. And I got flour tortillas. That's right. I got flour tortillas. I didn't want corn tortillas. All right. I think I'm doing it. <clears throat> okay, hold on. Thank God that I got this giant tip from uh, Guitar Player. Thank you so much, Guitar Player, for that giant tip to help finance this meal for Feasting with the King. I hope it does well. <laughs> All right. Everyone's talking about me taking a big shit after I eat this today. Well, good for you. I'm glad you guys think about me taking a shit in my bathroom. <clears throat> okay. All right, here we go. Oh, no. I screwed up. I didn't set the time correct. Oh, God, it would have showed up right away. That would have been bad. That would have been bad. I didn't set the time. It would have showed up like in a half an hour. I'm not hungry, so here we go. I'll set it for between 4 o'clock and 4.20. Let's do that. I almost screwed up. All right, here we go. Hello, Jasper Kitty. How you doing, buddy? He's been in and out for this pre-show. I don't know if you guys knew. He's been in and out. <laughs> okay, here we go. Now I'm placing the order. That was a close one. All right, it is scheduled, it is ready to go. <laughs> Will it sh actually show up at the time that we've set for between 4 o'clock and 4.30 p.m. today? I have no idea because this is very hit or miss. Sometimes it's worked perfectly and other times it showed up super late. One time it showed up early, right? So I guess we're going to see what happens. All right, according to this, scheduled, it's ready to go. <clears throat> All right. Good. I think everything's good. It looks set. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm ordering it for between 4 and 4.30. That's usually about when I eat. Usually, I, when I finish my stream around 4 o'clock, I upload, then I go downstairs and I cook, and I eat by around 5, but I figure we'll take our break around 4, 4.30. I'll grab the food. We'll do the live show, you know? <clears throat> okay, more tips have come in. Only use me blade to me $2, saying, looking forward to feasting with the king. I love Mexican food, like enchiladas, burritos, and tacos. You should try Mexican-style Burger King chicken. You're you're a freak. Big Papa Pump to me another $1.50. He says, try a margarita. Mexican places have good drink. Oh, I'm not ordering a drink delivery. That's crazy. Actually, I don't think they're allowed to do that. I don't think that they could deliver alcohol. Because how can you prove that someone is 21, right? Well, if they were to order it, you can't. That's why I don't think they do alcoholic beverages delivery. So. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen. Let's now see how the poll is gone. The Outer Wilds has won. The Outer Wilds is going to be the first game that we're going to play here. <clears throat> okay. So, Outer Wilds will start the marathon today. And uh, then likely it'll be Quake, then some I Am Fish, and then, like I said, 
later on, if people want it, if we have time for it, One Piece Pirate Warriors 4. Okay? There you go. Um, <clears throat> what else? Oh, we need to do another poll for the hat. So let's do a poll for the hat now. Cowboy, Pilot, Pikachu, or Viking? Or actually, you know what? I just wore Viking yesterday, so we'll do fake hair. Because I just wore Viking yesterday. So here's what we'll do. As I explained, let's let's reassess how this is going to work. As of right now, we're at $108 in tips. If we hit the $150, it'll be a vest. You guys get to pick a vest, okay? If we hit $250 in tips today, there will be a re a repoll for a second hat. So whatever hat wins now, we start off the stream with. But I may change my hat on the fly later on if I raise enough today. And then if we double the tips goal, all right, if we get like 300, then we could have a, a second vest as well, all right? So guys, and by the way, again, this is the only stream I'm doing today. So I would appreciate you know anyone who wants to support the stream contributions. They're going towards this, this one running goal. It's not two separate streams, two separate goals or anything like that today, all right? <clears throat> So I definitely appreciate any contributions that come in. We've already hit over 100 likes, which is outstanding. Now what we will do, let's change the name of the stream. Or I should say the data of the stream. To represent what we're going to play first. Which is Outer Wilds. Came out in 2019. I didn't even know that. So it's uh, three years old. Okay. Triple limb gyms. I need to get a top hat. I have quite a lot of hats right now. I don't think I really need any new hats to the to the rotation at this point. Just saying. <laughs> I have quite a lot of hats. So many hats right now. Okay. So, guys, great pre-stream, right? We did a ton. I told you we were going to be doing a ton. This is one of the longest pre-streams I've ever done, but with good reason. Look at all the stuff that we actually had to do on the pre-stream, right? We had news stories. We had poll results. We had vote, double polls to do. <clears throat> Shout-outs. Big pre-stream. But now we're going to get started with gameplay as I boot up my Xbox here. Okay. What about the glasses? What do you think I'm doing right now? Eternal said I would send you a top hat if you would wear it. I wouldn't put it into the rotation. Why wouldn't I? There's nothing wrong with the top hat. Just it might be hard to see on webcam. It might be like poking off the top. <clears throat> okay. What a day. Indeed, what a day. Indeed. Yeah. Alright. Let's end the pre-stream. Hold on a second. Atlas Telemon is here. He just tipped $1.50 and says, Street Fighter Friday will be missed, but will return. By the way, T-Hawk is awesome to watch. No one expects that. Yeah, no one expects that old T-Hawk is actually good. And he actually is fucking good. He's just incredibly hard to play with. And yes, by the way, it's not going away permanently or anything like that, right? Um, <clears throat> it's just going on a hiatus while we play King of Fighters and other new releases. And it'll come back. And Atlas, I hope you'll give King of Fighters a chance. I, uh, I did really well playing the 
the beta of King of Fighters. And I think I'll, I'll probably really enjoy playing the game online and everything. So I hope you'll come and watch, and watch those videos uh, as they become available. All right, guys, it is time to formally end today's marathon pre-stream podcast. And let's get to the actual marathon gameplay. Sound good? Thank you all for the support so far. Let's get to it. Bye-bye. <laughs> Peace out, everyone. Until next time.